Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of the Hope Sessions podcast. I have no doubt that by this week's episode, as you tune in, you will be refreshed, encouraged and blessed out of your boots as you hear the conversation I have with some remarkable guests. Remember, hope is to life as oxygen is to the body. Enjoy the show. You know, there's, thinking of it now, right, there's, there's two places that I don't like going to. Um, and those two places would be hospitals and funerals. You know, um, hospitals mainly because anytime I've been to hospitals, unfortunately, in my, in my experiences, it's always been a family member dealing with severe health issues or, or operations that went badly or, or usually sometimes for me, hospitals have been the last place that I've seen my family members alive. Um, and unfortunately, it's, I don't like how I remember some of my family members passing away, seeing them maybe struggling to breathe or in so much pain that they can't even make facial expressions to you when you're talking to them. And secondly, it will be funerals. Um, I, don't, I actually don't think that people like funerals. Um, they're, they're kind of um, awkward because you can kind of be unsure of what to say, how to say it, or... You know, it's you're mourning the loss of a friend, a family member, or or whoever it may be. And I know for me, it's been been a, an interesting experience to have with funerals. You know, the longer I live, I in times of being in the hospitals and going to funerals now, I'm I'm so thankful that I know Jesus. Because of that, I grieve differently. I hope differently than the world because I know Jesus. And in the midst of those difficult times, He really helps me. And I suppose the reason why I'm saying uh, the places that I don't like going to, one of them is funerals. Um, last year, uh, I buried my uncle. Um, he died of, um, I'm pretty sure it was throat cancer, to be honest. I think I'm pretty sure it was throat cancer. And when he died, you know, you go down, you see the family and there's the wake and, and, and all the traditions surrounding the funeral. So you're there with the family, connecting with the family and, being there with the family, really, it's really important during those moments, you know. And I remember the morning that me and my brother were driving down from Cork to Kildare to bury my uncle. On my phone, um, I have the Version Bible app, which so every day it sends me a passage of scripture to read. And it's interesting because the, the passage of scripture we're going to look at today in this episode is actually Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17 and it's the story about the widow at Nain and about how Jesus raises her son uh, as they're on the way to the funeral you know and it's just it was such a at the moment I read it and I was just like oh my gosh it's so I kind of felt like it was pointless reading the passage about funerals on the way to bury my uncle um but it was really during that day that day I remember it very well that the Lord was really speaking to me very clearly very plainly and, and really encouraging my heart, I suppose, even as I go on through the course of that day, he was really, it was, it became very evident that there was something he was communicating to me. And I'm really thankful that I get the opportunity to be able to share that with you today in this message and trust that it will be of some encouragement and some help to you as you journey through life this week. Um, and I remember as I was carrying the coffin with my brothers into the, the, the church, um, you know, you're walking in, the priest is in front and we're walking in. I had the coffin on my shoulder and and the Holy Spirit really dropped a challenge into my heart. Um, and it was this, and it was very simple. It was, 
about the reality of why, why, why am I having funerals in my heart that I'm not inviting Jesus to attend? Um, I don't know if that relates to anyone, but I know it does for me. Um, and when that happened, usually I get very excited when the Lord speaks to me about a particular thing or, or something, but it wasn't the appropriate time to be able to tell anyone what the Lord was speaking to me in the context of this message. So I didn't tell anyone. Um, I wrote it down on my phone and the Lord speaks to me a lot of times through real life experiences. And, and lo and behold, he graced me with the opportunity to be able to preach a sermon on this very topic, which I've, I've entitled today, um, which is called Lord Interrupt slash Intersect My Funeral. Do you know, and today we're going to be looking at the passage of scripture. I said it already, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. Um, I'm going to read it for you. It says the following in verse 11, says the following. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the, and the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countrysides. And what I want, what, sorry, what I want to do now is just to, in some way, break it down and bring some sort of an encouragement to you guys that I believe that was revealed to me. Um, you know, in verse 13, I'll read it again. It says, the Lord saw her. His heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. And I think we can all relate to this, that any funeral is a tragedy. It's a loss of life. It's a loss of memories with that particular person. It's a loss of a lot of things, really. It, it depends on how well you know the person. The tragedy can be intensified depending on how close you were to that particular individual. But this woman was a widow which meant that she lost her husband and now she lost her only son and in Jewish culture I don't know if you know this but women didn't work they stayed at home tending to the kids and the housework and various other things like that you know um, and they depended on the husband to provide for the family and if the husband died then it was up to the son so the son would then be the breadwinner, the provider for the home. Um, but what's really interesting about this particular story is that she didn't just lose her husband. She also lost her son. So I can only imagine the level of grieving, of tragedy and everything else that this woman is dealing with. She lost someone that she deeply loved. Despite the large crowds being at her side, this type of grief will make any of us feel very alone. You know, I can only imagine how long she knew her son for. It doesn't say how old he was or it doesn't make any mention as to how long she was with her husband for. That's irrelevant, regardless of how long it shows that there's a deep connection. But it's interesting how there was a large crowd at this funeral. And, and maybe you can relate 
that maybe you can be in, in such a large crowd of your friends, family and that, and you can feel deeply alone. Do you know? For me, I've lost friends to suicide. And I think most people will know that by this stage. I talk about it very openly, very honestly, because it was a very real and very um, upsetting time for me, you know? Um, and it, what's really interesting about this funeral in particular is that back then there was these things called professional mourners who were paid to come to funerals and mourn. They were actually skilled at mourning, crying, weeping. Um, it's, it's absolutely crazy to even think of it, but I, I know it's, it's still in places today in, in places like China and that it's still, people are still paid to come to funeral sites and mourn, depending on it, maybe if the family doesn't have many family members, these people would be brought in just to, I suppose, take away the, the feeling of abandonment, of not having anyone at the gravesite to help you mourn. But I wonder with this woman, with the crowd that was there, did it, did it add to her grief? I wonder, because she didn't know these people, they were just coming and crying, but they didn't really know who they were crying for. They didn't have any relationship with the person. And I wonder with the woman, did it add to her level of grief? I can only imagine that it did in some way, shape or form. And I love the fact that it says, when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Do you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing because Usually when we, we say sympathy or concern, the best way to break it down is when we talk about sympathy or concern, it can be break down as this, your pain in my heart. And that's exactly how the Lord saw her and how he felt towards her in this particular moment. And in our times of despair, we are prone to feel like no one understands and it can be very difficult when you, when you don't feel like anyone understands what you're going through. And even to think of it again, the fact that Jesus says, don't cry. You know, there's, there's one thing that you don't say to a woman, and it's don't cry. But see, it would be rude if it was just a random person saying that, don't cry. But the fact that... It was Jesus, and he's the only person in human history that can get away with telling a woman not to cry because not only could he say don't cry, but at the same time, he could remove the cause of her tears. He feels what she's feeling. And in him saying that to her, he is telling her to trust him. He knows what he is doing. He is in total control. Jesus isn't a source of comfort, but rather he is the source of all comfort. He is saying, look to me. I can do something not just about your grief, but also the cause of your grief. Now, let's look at verse 14. It says the following. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it. And the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Jesus touched the open coffin. And the gospel is all about grace. It is nothing to do with works. It's not try a little harder, clean up your life, do this, do that. But rather, in fact, it is the opposite. And it says the following in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. And we know it very well. It's come to me all who are weary. Come to me and I will give you rest. That's the call of the gospel. It's not do, do, do. It's rather come and receive the finished work rest in the finished work of jesus 
Do you know, in this passage, the dead son was carried out on a stretcher. And I want to ask you a question. What is the stretcher in your life that is carrying you away from fellowship, from church, from Jesus himself? It might be a wound or an offense that you haven't let Jesus heal. And I can testify, I actually know what it's like to be wounded or, or deeply offended by people who are very close to you. And we know that we have to go speak to them, bring our issues to them, but, but it can be very difficult to do that. And unfortunately, we think that, you know, time heals wounds. In fact, it doesn't. Time doesn't heal wounds. Jesus heals wounds, do you know? And even now we're on the, we're on the other side of COVID. So for the last maybe two, two and a half years, depending on where you live in the world with lockdown restrictions and stuff, isolation and loneliness may have caused you and your fate to grow stone cold, do you know, that you've just been away from church and, and family and fellowship and, and maybe your Bible got so dusty because you were so alone and you didn't know how to handle the loneliness. I think everyone was in the same boat. It was fine for the first couple of months, we thought, because we had Netflix, we had things to watch like Tiger King and The Crown on Netflix and all this stuff. But then when we watched all them, we were really face to face again with the reality of loneliness in the midst of a pandemic. And maybe you have a long standing issue with a family member. It could be a brother, sister, father, mother, aunt, uncle, cousin. I, I, I can actually testify that the gospel works in the midst of issues in your family. You know, me and my sister, my sister Emma, she's only a year younger than me. And to even think of it now, when, when I say we didn't get along, we were the equivalent of Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. If anyone knows that fight, they fought and they really despised each other, both before the fight, during the fight, and after the fight. You know, there was a deep-rooted... Um, I suppose, conflict and um, unresolved issues. And that was the same for me and my sister, calling each other nasty names, uh, publicly embarrassing one another, trying to always get one up on each other. But I want you to know that I can testify here today that the Lord Jesus himself has wonderfully healed our relationship to the point now where we are incredibly close, incredibly encouraging towards one another, supportive to one another. And I believe that's what Jesus will do in your life, about inviting him into those areas of your life where you have funerals that you've got so comfortable with just bringing it to a place of burial. Let me tell you, our God is a God of resurrection. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing when you invite Jesus into situations and let him be Lord over that issue, Lord over that difficulty, Lord over that death and, and, and all that stuff in your life. Do you know, it's, it, it's, it's so powerful to even consider. Um, and I want to say this as well. The enemy has a plan. And it is to bury you, completely bury you under the weight of guilt, shame, fear. But Jesus, let me say that again. The enemy has a plan and it is to bury you. But Jesus, hallelujah, who is the Lord and has both the all power and all authority, is here right now by the power of the Holy Spirit to raise with what is dead and what may be dead in your life. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And wherever you are listening to this, 
heat, whether it's in your room, your workplace, your car, shower, wherever you may be listening to this, he has come to interrupt and intersect the funerals in our hearts that we tell no one else about. He knows. Resurrection life is not just present when you put your faith in Jesus. In fact, that's just the beginning. Because now you see, when you put your faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. And because you have the Holy Spirit by putting your faith in Jesus, that means that resurrection life is active every day of your life until he called you home. That is a wonderful, wonderful promise. And in closing, Jesus broke up funerals by raising the dead. You know, if you were having a funeral, there's one person you usually wouldn't invite, and it's Jesus, because every funeral he interrupted, every, sorry, every funeral he was invited to, he interrupted. You know, you think of Jairus' daughter in Luke chapter 8, or, or the funeral with Lazarus in, in, I believe it's John 11. What is beyond your control is never beyond the power of God. There are no funeral services carried out by Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he is not in the business of funerals, but rather he is in the business of resurrection. That's all I want to say for today's podcast episode. But in closing, may I pray for you? Join me in prayer. Lord, we have heard your word. We have heard about a real life encounter that you really interrupted the funeral of the widow's son in name. You really brought him back to life. We thank you for the gospel message that is so clearly conveyed through it, that you are a God of resurrection. And today we believe that. Today we invite you into the areas of our lives, Lord, that maybe we haven't vocalized to you before. Areas that have been dead, dirty, cold, hopeless, confusing. And we ask you, Lord, that by your grace and by your gentleness, would you gently nudge our hearts so that we can bring it into the light and invite you, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, to have all power and authority over that area, to bring it back to life, to bring it, do you know what, Lord, to, to, to make it a testimony for your namesake, that we, we would walk away with, with a real-life testimony to share with someone today. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what the cross is. It's only borrowed. We thank you that the tomb is only borrowed, that you are alive and well today. And because of that, Lord, we can trust you with the areas of our lives that may feel dead. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hope Sessions podcast. Why not share with your friends, family, neighbors, and work colleagues? And also, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this greatly helps to spread the message about the hope sessions podcast but till next time take care and enjoy your week and remember the hope is to life as oxygen is to the body take care